Back here once again after a few months of not doing anything. No, 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 no. I'm speaking specifically. Okay. For Thank me. you. Harry did stuff. I <laughs> ate food. What else did he do? I walked around. Sat in seats that weren't his. Gave some high fives. Took some pictures. Shook some babies, kissed some hands, whatever. All that good stuff. But we're back. Finally, all three of us together since the beginning of the season. We haven't done anything. Um, together as a whole. It's yeah. been a while. It's definitely been it's a while. Been a few Especially with this year-end wrap-up. I know a lot of people have talked about it, but you haven't heard it from the Badger Zone side yet, so. So once again, Harry, Dylan, and myself, Simon. What a great year 2019 was. Who would have thought we would have been having What an interesting year. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting year. Yeah. I mean, there was so much to talk about. So many... Something that we waited forever to see. We've never had that. I got goosebumps thinking about it. Like, the first season has finally elapsed. Like, we've watched it from beginning to end. The anticipation of the season starting, coming to Canada, creating that wave. I think it's happened. Yeah, it was like instant success almost. In that maybe, as a whole, instant success. Some of the teams, not so successful. Let's not go there yet, all right? But we'll, we'll get there. We have a lot to talk about, obviously. But this episode, we'll wrap the year... Highs and lows, each club, um, everything pretty straightforward. Kind of stuff we got to experience because we got to be in different locations. Um, you know, Vancouver. I, I got to be in Vancouver, Montreal, and a couple other places. Uh, just traveling with Calgary, but Edmonton. Edmonton was fans. Fun. Love from the Edmonton fans is phenomenal. The Eddies, it's a crazy. Just, just all of them together is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. the Foot Soldiers and all of them are great. Like you guys are awesome, but. There was something about the Eddies that just... It's a different... I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a little different. It was something different, but the way... I think it's just the way that they embraced us on our first trip to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And the way they just... Even though we're Calgarians. Yeah. And just the way they were was like... And even in the finals. You know, the, the group of them that came down and, and watched uh, Forge and they were decked out in their orange. They still, you know, found Harry right away and, you know, recognized me running around with the camera. So I feel like uh, there's a special bond there for sure. And, and I'm really excited to hopefully next season uh, get out and see some of the uh, other supporter groups. I've heard nothing but good things about Pacific and the, uh, what is it, the Lakeside Boys. Lakeside Boys. Lakeside Boys good, and, the, and their TIFO game is quite uh, strong and I'd yeah. love to see their, their new uh, big stand they have out there. So I think uh, if we were to pick one thing that was the best about the league as a whole, I'd say the, the fan culture that's been sort of cultivated in this first season has been quite strong. I think a lot stronger than people were expecting. Correct. Yeah. And even, I think even for, I did not expect it to be to that extent so fast, mm-hmm. honestly, to have that support. I mean, we, Foothills games, for how many years have we been going to the Foothills games? And you know, five, six foot soldiers. And yeah. now you go to the Cavs games, by the time we were at the final, how many guys were cheering? Like you have full sections. Yeah. Something that just organically just kind of all of a sudden blossomed in one year and now it's just the foundation has been laid as long as everybody does their jobs properly in the clubs and organizations everything will just keep growing but yeah. I do want to say thank you to every single fan out there everybody that's following CFN keeping us going 
um, throwing us comments, seeing us at the game, seeing us in random places, and just being like, hey, you should add this into there. We want to see more of you. And guess what? Because of you guys, we're shooting another episode, and we're not going anywhere for a long time. But yeah, we're back at it now. So, once again, like, subscribe, share. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, thank you. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Let's go, let's, let's jump into, let's talk about the Spring League. I know there was a couple choices of teams that, I know, one, myself, chose uh, Pacific, for example. Assuming they were, assuming they were going to go far in the Spring and then the Fall League. Both of you guys laughed at me for that, I know that. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's go, let's go through teams, like... Pick a team. Let's hear the high and low. Well, let's start. Why don't we just start on the left coast there? Let's go to Pacific. Done. Pacific East. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like Pacific's on the west. I was just about yeah, to no say. Yeah, no Pacific to the east. Over to Dylan. Uh, <laughs> Pacific to the east. Um, yeah, Pacific. Uh, start on, Let's always let's start on the highs. Or do you want to start? On, I don't know. Let's start on the highs because. Was there really was there a high for Pacific this season? Here he goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta think about it. Okay. The high point for Pacific is the fact they were actually able to stay consistent in the fall and the spring league, staying in fifth place. All right, I'm sorry. Like Man United. Sorry. At the, <laughs> the Arsenal just consistent. That's true. It consistently. Going into the season with Pacific, their front end looked strong. We knew that their back end was going to be a little bit weak. Um, but for some odd reason, the high performers they did have, not dropping any names, weren't there to produce. They weren't carrying their team on their back like they should have been as a seasoned player. Um, no hits against them. I wish they did a lot better this season, and I do hope for them. I do hope to see them play a lot better next year, but um, I didn't really see any highs from Pacific. Uh, the fans, I think that's the highest point of, of Pacific. There's nothing else that beats Pacific FC besides your stadium, which is completely different. Minus those yellow lines that go across the field, <laughs> but that's because you guys share with the rugby, we know. Yeah. It is what it is, you gotta deal with it. But I did expect a lot more from Pacific, and there's, I honestly am not gonna beat my head against the wall anymore. You guys did a great job, I wish you did a lot better, but there is one more season, there's more seasons to come. This was just the first season. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of positives in, in their young players. I think they do have some some quality young talent there. I think that as those players begin to grow and if they can hold on to them in a competitive, what I predict to be a competitive first transfer uh, off season, I guess, for them, yeah. I feel like uh, they might have a hard time if some other teams come knocking, you know? Um, but I also would say that uh, if we're looking at specifics here, um, they did give Cavalry their worst loss in the regular season. Now, there's a little asterisk next to it because the season has been already wrapped up for Cavalry at that point, but they beat them 3-1. They're the only team in the regular season to get three goals mm -hmm. against Cavalry in a single game. So I would say bravo to them for that. It was a great Canada Day performance at home for their fans. That would be my highlight for them this season. Yeah, I mean, the highest I would say they gave, out of anybody, they probably gave the hardest time to all year. I think it was Cavalry. They, Cavalry had... Tough times. I mean, playing the Canadian Championship, they won both those games, but they weren't easy games. And it seemed like they were always up for it whenever they were in Spruce Meadows. So they always brought it. Zach Verhoeven, Noah Verhoeven, the guys did really well. Um, was it Noah that got his, or one of the Verhoevens, I can't remember which one it was, but he got his call to the I believe it was pre-camp. Noah. Noah, to the pre-camp. Um, uh, not much came of it, but to get that call was massive. Uh, ben Fisk was a huge surprise for me. He was like the, to me, he was the most standout. Village had a good year. 
as well, all things considered, considering not having a, a back line like Harry said. Mm -hmm. Fisk was, to me, the biggest surprise because I thought he carried that team all year long. Um, ben Fisk was... He did a great job. Me, and he was very vocal on the pitch, which was great to see. And it was also random because when we were at the, the panel here that they had, uh, um, one soccer panel that they had at the Rose and Crown, all of a sudden, like, Ben Fisk strolls in. I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? But all the owners, all the Pacific owners were here and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, Ben Fisk, great year. Congrats. Um, Lowell's from Pacific. We all expected them to do better than they did. The De Jong injury going down early, that the, Their really, season like, ended when De Jong was done for the year. Yeah, kind of like right away was like, it almost like they fell out of the conversation almost instantly because... Obviously, being brand new, there's not a lot to talk about. But it was like the young was, was like, like oh, he, he was my pick when we when we originally did our predictions. Dion was on the top of my list. Yeah, as one of the players in the league. Play, the player of the year, possible if he's healthy. Like I feel like he would have been up there at least yeah. in discussion. Mm -hmm. He's a complete game changer. Like a Van, like a Virgil Van Dyke esque type dominance. Correct. As a defender, I I agree 100. percent Which. You know, that was their biggest problem this year. I don't think it was scoring goals. If they had that solidity on D, I think it would have been a lot better. I think Marcus Haber, very interesting sort of season for him. Yeah. And uh, I think he'll be the first to tell you that that's not how he imagined it going. No. But I feel like um, if he kind of picked up his productivity, that could have been a, a different result as well. Are you calling somebody out? I'm just saying that... He's very, No, Harry calls people out. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's, that's as very... you know, Dylan's very diplomatic in how he speaks. Harry calls people out. Producer Kyle is standing behind the camera <laughs> shaking his head at Harry in all which ways. And, yes. and here's kind of the scary part about their season is that they ended the, the fall regular season with only 8 out of 10 games uh, without a win. Mm -hmm. So they got a win on the last day, they got a win in that little uh, stretch there, but besides that, they only had 2 wins in their last 10 games. So I think that's just a testament to uh, the struggles that they had this year. And I think that's probably the reason why um, Rob Friend and company decided to move on from Silver Power. Yeah, I mean, and that was, that was a big shock, I think. I know Harry wants to say something because as soon as the name Haber came out, it was just, you see the gear start. <laughs> that hamster woke up. So, hi, Haber. No. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. No way. No way. <laughs> Canadian international Harry player, Marcus Haver. There he is to the CPO, and Don Cherry is to the NHL. We have to be careful sometimes. <laughs> Go, Jen. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch it. I'm not even going to touch it. Yeah. But here, I'll, to add on to what Dylan said, to sum it up, he was expected to be one of the best up there. Didn't do a thing. Really didn't, did not, but, didn't really see. Okay, I have to say it now. Didn't really see... You saw like a glimpse. There was like a header goal and a couple of header goals and a couple of nice goals and then the one that he scored on himself against. Calvary. Okay, so hold on. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, I have to say that. Okay, so there was this big thing. Haber's coming in. Haber's coming to Pacific. Haber's going to make a difference. This guy had an attitude issue prior to with his last team. I, he did change a bit. And I expected him to perform. He didn't do nothing. It was upsetting for me to see because I like when people prove me wrong. And he was unable to prove me wrong, so I told you so. Yeah. It was a it was a combination of things. I think as the teams struggle, you, you see this even at a you know European level. If your team is struggling, there is more pressure on the star players. 
You look at Paul Pogba, Manchester United, um, guys like that, right? That they are relied upon so heavily. And then they dud. That it just sometimes is too much for the pressure for them. I too think much pressure for them, or maybe they just didn't care. I, you know, I could. I, in a, I don't like almost to play devil's advocate. I, I don't. I kind of almost want to say that I agree with Harry a bit, but I don't know. Like it's a, it's a, a the opinion thing, right? <laughs> you could be right, but I kind of want to steer a little bit more into what I don't think I thought in a first year of a brand new league, a player than... that has played at a league that have been you know way bigger than this, yeah. he should be mopping the floor. Yeah. With, and sometimes with the defenders. Excuse my language. That player should be on that pitch, not giving a shit, and actually putting goals back there. Like actually putting a point. Should be easy. Not not trying to say leave your team in the dust, but at the same time, dangle the dangle, get that goal in there, put those points up. I don't care if you're not passing. Get those goals in there. That's but all. That's all happen. we're looking yeah. for. But we didn't see that. No. Yeah. If you're score, if you're being a ball hog and you're scoring the goals, no one's gonna say anything. No. But if you're not producing, then all of a sudden the eyes, it's like. Where that's where that conversation begins is, was it the pressure that he could have handled or was it that I'm bigger than the league? And that's, to me, in my head, I kind of get that feeling sometimes, but we don't want to end too much. So let's, as an overall, talking operations, stadium, overall persona of Pacific, success or flop? Success. You know what? You have to, doesn't matter what season you are, first season, last season, first season, second season, third season, it doesn't matter where you're sitting. The performance they put up, they know what they need to change. They know what they have to do to be a top performer. So this gives them the opportunity to move forward and create, I guess, that, that energy that every other team, like the Cavs, Halifax has done, the Eddies. Like, we need to see that from them. And I think that's what we're going to see next year. There's going to be a lot of changes. I think success. Be very interesting to see where they go from here. Uh... And I feel like um, they probably are the most popular football team on the West Coast right now in terms of in the eyes of their fans. Because I feel like they gained a lot of steam due to a certain MLS franchise um, doing what they did this year. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say success as well. Um, We saw some glimpses of greatness. The fans looked great. The stadium. The whole culture that they were kind of building and their image that they were putting out into the public. It was probably, the, I would say, they're the coolest looking club they from the outside looking in out of, out of all the teams in the CPL. Very European. Yeah, they got a really nice yeah. feel to them. So um, I would say success as well. Before we jump on to the next team, I got one question for both of you. And I know it's we're only one of the second season here. Maybe I haven't heard the news yet. Who do you think the next coach is going to be? For to, to, I don't know. Man. To be honest, that's a hard one. To, I don't know. It's going to be me. No, I'm joking. Harry is actually, yeah, so that's why we're doing this show now, because this is Harry's last video with CFN. He is taking the role of um, head of soccer operations for Pacific. Can you imagine? Shambles. Pacific, year two, close the doors. They take a coach with no coaching experience, really. At you want to see the fruity hair dryer and somebody getting injured in the dressing room? <laughs> we're referring to the Beckham, not the hockey stuff that's been happening. Well, Okay, so, let's skip forward. Let's go. Uh, FC Edmonton. FC Edmonton. You know what? Dylan, I'm going to let you start this one off. Well, um... You have a nice mustache, by the way. Thank you. You go know, on. it's November. Got a rocket. Uh, all four hairs of it. Rocket. <laughs> very, very blonde. Uh, I think <laughs> the you, Eddie's... If you catch me doing this, it's because... Yeah, you got to really look. Looking at the, the strange. just right. 
I think the Eddies, uh, quite honestly, they're going to be disappointed with the year. They, I feel like we're wanting more out of it. Um, but before we jump into the, the, the negatives here, I think overall... You have that many negatives against them? No, I don't think they have that <laughs> bad of a season. But I think, they were, I think they were disappointed, and I think their fans are disappointed. But we'll get to that. I think when they won a way to start the fall season against Forge... That 2-1 win, I thought, you know what? This team's for real now. They've got their stuff sorted out. And that fall season, there was a time where they looked like they were competing. You know, they were top two with Cavalry. I thought that's the team that we were expecting to see at the beginning of the season. But you know what? They didn't quite get to that pinnacle. Um, They were obviously overtaken by Forge towards the end there. But I feel like the fall season was certainly better for them than the spring season. I think they ironed out the kinks a little bit. They got the, you know, the everything sort of to the point where Jeff was was happy. But I think that obviously he's wanting uh, to do something more, which is why we have that turnover of players. Yeah, which was how many they announced? Eight sign, eight return. Eight, eight returning. Eight, quite a few knots. Um, so. Pacific is also high with the. I think it was about seven or eight that they said were returning as well. Um, but I guess, yeah, for me, FC Edmonton. Um, Fans were great. The operating staff, everybody was fantastic this year. The players, quality, the guys are class. Mm-hmm. Um, on the field, glimpses of like greatness. And from the beginning of the year, I expected personally that FC Edmonton having a bit of chemistry, like the Foothills guys. You know, FC Edmonton just coming out of something, even though they had a very small hiatus. I expected good, a lot of good out of them. I expected them to come in out of the gate swinging. We saw glimpses of greatness. Some of their performers, some of their guys that should have performed, didn't. Um, expected more out of them, and I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with Dylan. I think as an overall year one, they're also one that somebody has left the club as well from the, from the office. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, yeah, not as successful as in the eyes of I think probably even management and coaches, players, fans. Not the year they wanted mm-hmm. to start up. There's a lot of hype. I, th- I think because they had an NASL franchise before, I think that kind of maybe brought expectations up higher for them. But sorry, I sorry. It's good. No. What's what's your positive note? Come on, here. Be, be happy for once. I'm gonna start off with something I did say earlier on, on an earlier episode about FC Edmonton here, where I love the fact that Jeff Paulus brought in a bunch of his guys. From the original team. But I did say, and I hate to say it, but I, I, I admit saying it, that's one of the worst mistakes you can make. I get it. You're, you got these guys on your shoulders. You guys are, as a team, pushing forward to go out there and make a splash. But I don't think that was the right move. And now seeing that there's only eight guys standing, not a hit against anybody in management, but I think they should have broken that team up a little bit more and brought more players in. And let some of these other guys go. But they all did that. I mean, Tommy brought in the foot, uh, Foothills players. Uh, Bobby Smirniotis brought in the Sigma 9 players. They all had their little picks and pulls. I mean, you look out yeah, in Halifax, was, it was half of the Trinidad and Tobago team. For true, but with Edmonton, there was only a couple of players they brought in. Yeah. Two or three. Okay? Where I'm saying there should have been an extra five or six guys that should have been brought in. Doesn't matter if it was international or even here, Canadian wise. I think that would have broke things up throughout the spring. Spring, they had a great spring season. And would have helped them out push through the fall season. And we didn't see that. I don't know if it was just 
team falling apart, what was happening. And I know Jeff Pauls was pushing and busting his hump to try to make sure this this would work out. But I think the downfall from it and from the beginning of, it, of the season for them was they should have broke their team up a little bit more, brought a few more players in, and I think they would have made a bigger impact for the both seasons. Yeah, I mean, you saw them, they started out at the beginning of the year with some injury troubles, and then they kind of started to balance, and you start, started to see, like, oh, these guys are actually... They're starting to show a sign. They're Give beautiful on the trouble. field. Give them trouble to forge in Hamilton and also in Edmonton. And then all of a sudden it was like things started to taper off. And it was, I think, yeah, to speak kind of to Harry's point a little bit, I think, yeah, some of the guys, they just, they didn't perform. The guys that were brought in, you know, even some of the Foothills guys, guys that, you know, you get, there's some big surprises. Connor James had a great year. Yeah, correct. He was Connor in the conversation for the keeper of the year. Um, Pally, when he stepped in, he did, he had a good year. Um, can't really say anything negative. He did concede a few at times, but then you look at the defense in front of him, kind of caused a lot of those um, slippery mistakes. Amir Didich was quality, obviously. Of course. Getting the call to the national team, also massive. But... Ungaro. Ungaro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Probably their sh- one of their best players this season. Crouchy like, saved their... One of my favorite... I'm yeah. sorry for cutting us off. One of my favorite things is when we were down at Clark State and watching FC Edmonton, doesn't matter if they're playing the Cavs or they're playing somebody else, we were down there. Their style of play is beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's crisp, but they couldn't finish. Yeah. And that hurt a lot because you can see that. You can see the emotions. And the emotions are rising high, and you're like, and there it comes. And there's the header. And then for some odd reason, it goes way wide. Oh. <laughs> it goes way wide of the net. Like, I just, I don't understand. Yeah. No, like, yeah, well, um, Tony, Tony Amiobi. Like... Ungar ran away with the scoring in after two games in Edmonton because some of the guys just didn't perform. They looked tidy, but as soon as they hit that final third, it was like, well, now what? Ungaro came in, filled that gap, put up big numbers for him. The big man is agile, and he's like he's like a great Dane almost. Like he's just the way he moves. He's he's got a bit of finesse to him for a big guy. Oh, yeah, and he's quality. Like, Remember he, when we saw the Calgary? They yeah. did that friendly. Yeah, and I saw him for the first time, and I was like, he's quality. Wow. Um, yeah, really, I guess that's... Let's so, go for a big positive. Big positive for Edmonton. Like, what's going to hold this group together? The fact that they have similar almost to Pacific in a way, I guess, is that um, they've kind of had this first season to identify areas that they need to improve, and they've made those changes. Um, now, depending on the players you bring in, that's obviously going to uh, reshape the team, and I think that there's a good core in Edmonton. I think they have, you know, Connor James, uh, I mean, Isin Ongaro. Again, they have a great program up there at the U Sports level as well at U of A. I mean, they can just keep dipping into that well. Yeah, they can pull right <laughs> out of the Golden Bears, even McEwen, but Golden Bears is their their way to go. Um, I would say overall, if you include thinking about next year, I see there's a lot of upside to Edmonton. I don't think it was a complete failure because no, I know some of the, some underperformers trimmed a bit of the fat now you got your core. It's pretty set in stone. As long as injuries don't hit, they're rolling. So I would say, overall, a good success because they hit the ground running, tweaked some things, made them think some things work. Stands were good. Overall, decent. Hopefully, and I, I hate to bring this up, but they need to do better next year in El Clasico. I think it hurts the league when you get one point in five games against your rival. They didn't score to the last year. Arrival, so they need to. So be. I and hope for the sake of next year that they are a bit more competitive because I feel like 
El Clasico lost a bit of its bite after the first two games because it was when their low of the season I would say was when we were in Edmonton and Cavalry beat them 3-0 but the three goals were like in a span of 10 minutes but it was like they just imploded oh it was it was just it sucked we were in the Cavs section when they when they went up and it was just rowdy Cavs fans compared to the just air sucked out of the Eddie's sections and it was just sad it was really sad by the end of the day as, as someone that's going there as a fan of football, maybe not um, a fa- trying to be impartial, mm-hmm. it was really just awful. Yeah, the atmosphere was definitely somber yeah. after, that, <laughs> after that. The second one, it was like, and then that third one went in, it was like, oh, but, God, this is, is going to get out of hand, hopefully yeah. not. But, yeah, overall, I think the high point for Edmonton next year is, mark my words, you know Jeff Paulus, but you don't know Jeff Paulus 2.0. Wait till next season. I think so, too. I've had a few conversations with him, and let me tell you. It's going to be more freedom next year. Yeah. Stepping in the interim GM role now. Does that mean he's pulling a bit more of the strings? I don't know what happens behind the scenes in Edmonton. But maybe Heck to yeah, he now, is. He's going to have his way. He's going to build the team he wants to build it. And he's, he's seen, for example, what Tommy's done. And he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to do it ten times better. I think Jeff Paulus is a trust like a very trustworthy manager. I feel like if the fans believe him, ownership believes in him, I think uh, Eddie's fans will sleep safely I do believe in that. Like he's class. He is. class. Yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. All right, so let's go over to the local side. And why well, don't I kick it off since I kind of... <laughs> Might as well. You bite your tongue for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say what I can and really nothing else. Really... <laughs> Stats speak for themselves. There's not much I can say for a low side. Um, the obvious the highs, highs. One the spring. Yeah. One the fall. The low is obvious. Yeah. There's really the one. I would say one. Technically, low. my turn to talk. But technically speaking, they didn't win the fall league. Forge won the fall league. No, no they, they didn't. didn't. Cavalry won spring and they won the fall. And they Why do you always forge stuff about them? Forge, forge, forge pulled the Liverpool. Joking. We can put at the bottom. Here's another hairy moment of battering Cavalry for no reason. So it's not my fault. They won the spring, won the fall, knocked out the Whitecaps, gave Montreal a tough time. Overall successful year. Dom Zator, Marco Carducci called to the national team. Everything Um, they wanted it to be, minus the finals, the microwave dish that they gave away at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everything was a a high point. You saw guys really step up. The guys, the internationals that came in, good show. We got you know interacting with guys like Jordan Brown. Julian Bush and those guys are quality, class guys. Um, as far as downside, losing the finals and Bobby Smirniotis doing his doing his thing in the last two games and keeping Cavalry off the score sheet for both games. Yeah, that's really, it's two games. That's why people hate the playoffs because in the soccer world, it's you win the league, you win the league and it's over. But yeah, but North American sports loves the spectacle of the playoffs. And Zlatan There's said a place that for himself. it, I think so. You know, I don't think it's wrong. You gotta play, you gotta play, you gotta get it done. Won the spring, won the fall, lost the finals. They did great. They did great. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, I can't say anything bad about the Cavs. Wow. I remember <laughs> that. We'll rewind that and play it again. I can't say anything bad about the Cavs. They, they came out as a team, like, literally, a Calvary. They came out, they knew what they wanted. There was blood on the line. And they went out there and they did everything and proved it to everybody in different leagues that they are the one. And they are. It's, Crazy to say, but they they are for real. Now the question becomes, uh, who do they retain? Who do they lose? 
Um, I have no doubts that Tommy is working behind the scenes uh, to bring in people, even though his team did as well as they did. Um, so I feel like they will still have an active transfer window. And I also feel like hopefully um, they can keep at a high quality next season. I know that you've mentioned numerous times to me on and off camera that you always thought at some point this season, someone's gonna figure out the Cavalry formula. And I don't think anybody truly did. I think uh, Forge played a very good uh, two-legged final, um, but if you played that 10 more times or 100 more times, I feel like they wouldn't be winning a majority of those. So, uh, wonderful first season. Um, and I feel like it's really put Calgary on the map for football with what Foothills has done, what Cavalry's done now, what's being done at the university and also uh, the college level. I think people have to start taking Calver or Calgary serious. I think people need to start taking this city for what it is, a footballing city. I don't think it's only this city and they go out. It's the West Coast. Don't be wrong. The East is there, but you're saturated. Yeah, but we've always been in the shadow of BC. Nobody cared about anything like West BC, of the Mountains, Ontario, and, and nothing like, and in anything between. between. Was like Edmonton would put up the odd player, right? Oh, I like BC because of the beaches. <laughs> yeah, I love BC. <laughs> it's beautiful. But I'm, I'm a BC boy, never... but I'm calling a spade a spade. It was yeah. Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. I mean, that's, that's true. Basically, but you see it. Alberta did at the provincial level. Alberta did well once again at the youth level this mm -hmm. year. In U Sports, as you can attest to, Mount Royal had a great year on the men's side. Yeah, Mount Royal. UFC uh, lost the finals for the women's championship. Uh, the national State was at nationals. Like, you got to understand that we're doing something incredible here. And now people are, are like, oh, wow. Now there's actually not just the people in Calgary hyping it up. Now people are noticing that Alberta, not just Calgary, but Alberta is producing players like, you know, Nico Pasquati. And, and guys like that that Babies. are going to come out of no, going to come out of like these little places, yeah. and and the middle of nowhere in Alberta, a rural Canada, yeah, and right. it's going to good old Alberta boys. They're going to lighten the lamp at a much higher level than the CPL one day. I'll tell you what. Correct, hundred percent. Downfall. I know we've talked lots of positives about Cavs. What was the biggest downfall for the season for them? I would say it was really there was just the one. I mean, I would honestly say there was... I think just the one game, too. Like, the two-legged final, I think they would have wanted more out of uh, Tim Hortons Field. I disagree with the two-legged final, sorry. I, I think that... Like, the actual format of it? Or like yeah, the format it? of it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what can you... That's... It's one game, one game only. But it's... Like, it, come on. Realistically... Why do it in three teams? Realistically, though... Second place and third place play a... Uh, one game, and if they tie it, they play a second leg, and then it goes to whoever wins that plays against whoever won the leagues. And, and then, then at that, that point, whatever. you might as well have a, a four-team playoff. Like, it's we're getting yeah, into, like, so. NCAA football. Exactly. Like, so, I don't know. It's, it's hard, because, yeah, you win the league, you should win the league, but I, playoffs are good when you're on the right side of it. It looks... Well, I'm not saying if it's, even if you're on the right side of it. I don't... Maybe, maybe it's just me. Yeah. There's people that disagree with me a lot. Um, but I'm just saying, I do not like this two-legged... Fine. But it, it makes, makes it's it makes a lot it's more it's sense. Odd. How if, does it make more sense? It makes more sense if Cavalry doesn't win both legs. So let's yeah, say yeah, yeah. if I you have it. a team, let's say hypothetically next year, just throwing out random teams here. Let's say you have Pacific that wins the spring season because they get off to a hot, hot start. But then, you know, they have an injury or whatever and they start to falter in the fall season. And let's say Halifax wins the fall season. Well, now it makes a lot more sense to have a final with two legs and, and two different teams. 
What the problem is, is that Cavalry mopped the floor with the regular season both times, and now it looks like, well, this is stupid because Cavalry should have won it. Everyone's going to remember this first season, with the exception of those in Ontario, as Cavalry being the best team. Yeah. Not who won the, the, the yeah. final. This year, was, this year was kind of weird because the 10 games to for the spring season just so they can crown that one team that would get into the Canadian, yeah. into the CONCACAF League, whatever. So first year, format was terrible and every, no, nobody will disagree with you that yeah. the format was terrible. Agree. I never, I don't think I ever heard one person say anything positive about the format. Like why a 10 game spring season, why a 30 game almost like they put toddlers season. at a table and said, all right kids, why right, should we yeah, do yeah. this? <laughs> all right, fine. Well, hopefully as the teams expand. <laughs> I don't want to say infants. They probably do a better job anyways. Hopefully when the teams start to roll in here, it'll be a much more even schedule as you start to get an uh, even number of teams. Yeah. It's, it's difficult when you start with the number that they started with this year. Well, I was going to say overall success. Um, Tommy has time and time again, three years of Foothills success, um, switching teams over with turnover. This year, who knows on the turnover. So I say year two, he's just gonna pick up right where he left off and it'll just kind of keep rolling. Spruce Meadows, fantastic venue. They have a big target on their back. Big time. Yeah. So I think they know now that they fall. can't uh, slip under the radar like they did this last year. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people had them as high as they finished. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, overall success. I overall heard. success? Thumbs yeah. up for me. They, so. just, they did a great job. There was nothing they could do to shake me. Wow. After all those games of Harry talking, Harry is now said. This is why it took so now long. Now we've said that, let's jump over to Valor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Positives. Positives Rob Gale wore some great suits and he's a very nice man. That's it. What Rob Gale was, was able to do from the spring league, from the spring league getting into the fall league, was leaps and bounds. Like the fall, the fall, the spring was, was alright for them. They didn't, make any, they didn't make any waves, they didn't do anything crazy. Tommy made waves in Vegas and made a lot of eight goals for Calvary. Oh god, here for, we go again. For highlight, no, I, for highlight on, of the eight year. Eight goals? Could see the eight goals in the game? For highlight of the year, I have a 2-1 win against Forge. So, that's something. Yeah. That's so they good. Have, like, another, to like Pacific, glimpses. You got guys like Petrasso, um, Bustos. I was like, that, they got firepower up front. They should have been banging goals like crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their plus minus was. But uh, I have that information. They conceded uh, fifty-two goals over the two or two <laughs> seasons, <laughs> and they had a goal difference of minus twenty-two and hold the record for the biggest loss, eight-nil against Calvert. Okay, let's just put this on camera now. This is a positive. You have reached a milestone. Nobody ever has. <laughs> and, and probably, probably nobody <laughs> ever will. That is going to be a hard one. Never say never. Never say yeah. never. But an equal differential in soccer is going to be a tough one to beat. So you might have set a record that will... Here's That's going to carry on forever. Here's the yeah. positive here. Here's the positive. It only gets better. <laughs> you can't do any worse. I mean, they had an awful time. But let's be honest. They're going to rebuild after this. And they're going to have at least some more watchable football in the future. Because... It was bad. They got points this year in draws, like nil-nils and one-ones, and, and uh, I felt like that really hurt their attendance, and obviously it's, it's multiplied by such a Have big stadium. Have you ever stadium. thought how cold it is there? Well, it's a rough I think, I think Calgary sure. saw the worst of it, though, this year as well, <laughs> as far as I Calgary but, saw it. I mean, worst. it's amplified because the stadium is, you know, so big, so it, it looks a bit 
empty when yes, thirty five thousand capacity. Yeah, it looks exactly. Empty. That I would say where I would say that they're just watching them play a couple of times. Their downfall was the lack of identity on the field. It was there like no they're guys that wanted to do their thing and they came in. Bustos being one of them, Petrasso, guys like that. Um, lack of leadership. But, uh, lack of leadership and everyone trying to be the hero or trying to do too much. And then there was just no unity. They didn't play as a team. They didn't play as a team. They were not united. They had good individuals. They had great individuals. But I think at at some of the games you would watch, they were hesitant at times. They were in your face. Like there was a couple guys, as we know, should have been in your face down that pitch, put a couple goals in. But for some reason, I saw hesitation from them. I don't know if it was like, oh, I don't want to be the shiny star. I don't want to be the shiny star. It's not about that. It's about the team. And I, I. we didn't see that. Well, they were on television twice this year, uh, with you know minus their games. Uh, one of which was them getting scored on. Uh, that was on a highlight of the week, wasn't it? I can't remember who it was, uh, but somebody scored a wonder goal against them, and and they were on. I believe it was Pacific. Yeah, there was somebody that scored Victor a really. Bl- I think it was yeah, Blasco yeah, yeah, yeah. scored a banger against them, and that was on CBC. And, and Tablegate. That was probably one of my funniest moments of the year, just because I didn't expect it, and I was like, what just happened? And then he starts walking, and the camera switches to him in Halifax, for those of you that didn't see this. And I kept, couldn't tell you which game it was, but the player just got sent off, and he was not happy. He was pissed that he got sent off. And as he's walking by, you got poor Red Hat. Red Hat is the guy that sits and relays things to the broadcast booth about what's going on in the field. And all of a sudden, just... <laughs> table. <laughs> Like, Red Hat is literally sitting there at the table. Just Laptop, everything's gone. Everything's gone. I believe it was their captain. <laughs> it was yeah. their captain. I can't remember who it was. How did that was the highlight of the season for them, right there. <laughs> that was the funniest moment of the year. Rob Gale has his work cut out for him. And I don't think it, it comes as a surprise that uh, I feel like, uh, in terms of the football this year, I, I would give them a thumbs down. I feel like they weren't anywhere remotely close to where they want it to be. I'll give them respect on their, their social media. Their social media people are pretty funny. Nothing against their fans, nothing against Well, we, we have ownership. to like get away from talking about how, how well or how shit they played on the pitch and now you're talking really about, keep about talking how, about how, how great their social media was. Look, we're trying you to end everyone's segment on a positive <laughs> note here, Harry. We're trying to pick out the pauses. Poor Valor fans have just skipped half of this video. <laughs> We love you though. <laughs> yeah. And once the weather warms up, we'll be down there. Yeah. There's Congratulations. Did you, did you meet this guy? That's from uh, Winnipeg. Oh, he's from Winnipeg too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know this guy. He's random too. Um, but overall, as a whole, would you give them a up or down? I have to agree with <laughs> <laughs> Attendance. Below average performance, below average. They weren't. Uh, they weren't where I think they wanted to be on many levels. But I Do feel they like they, they can get back to. Uh, Do you guys have fans? They can get back I would to not be one of your fans right now. <laughs> Jesus, Pacific even better. <laughs> yeah, I'm. we forget that Halifax finished below them in the fall season. I know. <laughs> Poor Halifax. We'll some, get to it. some upside though. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with you guys and save. Forge? No, let's go to York. We'll talk about Forge after. All right. Not there yet. <laughs> uh, York. Didn't want to sandwich Valorant between Forge and Valorant. Do you want to talk that negative that much in a row? I no. do. I do. That's not going to start. York. York 9. York 9. Everybody talked about York 9. 
Let's talk about the East Coast. East Coast is going to roll, and you're going to see York Nine come out and make a splash. Did we see that at all from York Nine? Did we see anything from them this season? They finished out the year. What green jerseys? Okay, next. They finished out the year pretty strong. They just about knocked off Montreal in the Canadian Championship. Yeah, it came down to a penalty. They had glimmers, but their glimmers hung on for a little longer. Like they had. It would just come together, and they looked like, wow, this is a team that could battle against when they beat, when they beat uh, Valor. How about this? They had three wins that were by four more goals, including a 6-2 win July 27th against Halifax, and back-to-back 4-0 wins against uh, Forge October 12th and Valor October 16th. Yeah, so That's not a team that is bad. That is a team that was inconsistent. Big time. There is a lot of positives in that squad, and I could see them next year making a run at it. Yeah, they had some big goal scorers. Ryan Telfer was quality for them all year long. Um, whether he comes back or not, who knows? How about our old uh, Foothills uh, alumnus? Yeah, Nathan Nolan, Ingham. Or Nathan Ingham, absolutely incredible between the sticks. He was giving Marco a big run for his money there at one point. Yeah. They were talking about him being... The... It was ridiculous. So he got tested a lot. He so. was peppered. He was peppered. Back line. He definitely looked good. A lot Stole of the, the show in the first game ever uh, yes. at Tim Hortons Field. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I would say they had some glimpses, some real good stuff. Some of the players look... Yeah, as individuals, they all looked good. Telford was quality. And then when they started kind of... Like Porter and all those guys started kind of molding and meshing. And then it would just like click. And they would have like solid... <coughs> Couple games in a row, but never like five, six games in a row. There was no consistency. Yeah, it was it was like two, three games at a time where they were you're like, holy shit, is this a year? They were amazing, and then they were below average, and a lot of time they hovered around meh. Because they went four nil, four nil, and then they came here, and I believe they lost three one to Cavalry. Yeah, and they did look they did not look good against Cavalry at all. But it was like you just beat Forge, you dominated Forge, you dominated Valor, and then you come to Cavalry. That could be two different reasons. Maybe do you think it was because they had two powerful games and they came out and they won both those games that maybe came in cockiness or just yeah. with a relaxed attitude. That's, that's, I, think, I, think, I think maybe you kind of come in, well, we just, we, we did this to Forge, who's at that moment in time, they were one of, they were, I think they were winning the fall. I think they were top, top of the league. Top of the league. Of, of the fall. Yeah, and that's, I think that's where the moment of switch happened. It was around that time, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. But it was, yeah, I think it was like, well, we did it to Forge. We're going to Calgary and do it to them. They started the season. Can I just point out? They were winless in their first five CPL seasons in the spring. They yes. had an awful start, or the first five games of the the spring season. They they had one win six games into that, which is in a ten game season. If they're going to keep this format, you need to start better than that. Yeah. And and you know they weren't great at home. I know they're playing out of a temporary stadium right now at the home of the York Lions think, out there. I think that's actually... Oh, is, is that there? Oh, that's, my apologies. That's, that's better than Clark Stadium? Well, it's not in the parking lot, but... Um. But uh, I, they had like five... What was that? <laughs> five wins? <laughs> yeah. Five wins this season at home out of 14 yeah. games. Yeah, and it took them a while to get in at home, too. Like, they didn't play how many games. The first... How many games were on the road as well? Yeah. Uh, so... But yeah, I mean, overall, I would say because they ended on a high... Where they started to show that, all right, we're actually quality, got some quality guys. What, what, do, you, what do you think we can expect out of the next season? And I, and I know I batted them hard about, you know, just being East Coast team. But what, what, do you, what do you think we can expect out of them? Hard to say, because Brendan's going to put out a good squad again that's attacking, and they're going to they're gonna push to, to put up big numbers. But 
If Ingham doesn't have the year he did, yeah. they're not going to be anywhere near in the fight. That's so Ingham, they need to obviously sort out their back line yeah. and maintain their attacking presence. But I think they're going to lose Telfer because Telfer was on loan. And I believe that he was not going to be returning to Toronto, was what I heard. What do you think is going? I don't know. It's Telford. Like, where would he go? And he's good in the CPL, but Toronto, the MLS team didn't want him, right? So you never know. Maybe USL. Whitecaps. Maybe somebody will pick him up. But yeah, Whitecaps could definitely <laughs> spend some money on some guys right now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. I, would I say think it. that's the main area of concern. If, if Brennan can uh, identify some big defenders and, and Ingham can continue to be... Uh, De Gea esque. Yeah. <laughs> he's dominant though. Like, he he's had to be. Yeah, he was like De Gea probably. That's another one I will give you that he probably popped out for like my surprise people of the season. Uh, especially him and Connor James in between the sticks. Yeah. I don't think enough people gave them credit when we were talking about, uh, I mean, very uh, well deserved, but Marco Carducci and uh, Williams out in Halifax. And so I think there was a, a few guys that slipped under the radar, and I believe Ingham was one of them. Yeah. But overall, I could see York competing next year if they have a good offseason. But that's for a lot of these teams. We're sure. not that far off. No, no, no. I would say, yeah, success. And then based on who returns and the team that shows up next year, they have everything. They already had all the tools to be good in year one. And they just kind of missed. They missed the cusp to be a good team because... Forge and Calvary kind of went like this, and everybody else just kind of fought in that little bubble. It's almost like the EPL. It's like yeah. last year. Let's say last year. This is City. This is Liverpool. And here's the everybody. rest of them. <laughs> yeah. So I would say overall success would be interesting to see them next year, but I think they could be a team to kind of come out of the woodworks because they're on that cusp of making a couple key signings. Yeah. Now all of a sudden they're in the conversation. Especially in that spring season where it's 10 games. Yeah. If you come but out hot that, that spring season. that there's... A, there's you're well, win the I'm, I'm talking about the if they keep everything the same. Yeah. Then if you have that 10-game sprint, good luck. Yeah. Come Harry, overall, success? Ottawa did great. I mean, oh, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Ottawa. <laughs> we'll get into that Can after. you we'll stop? I don't want to get into it. I'm worried about... They're already dead. Comments. Yeah, they're dead now. You can't... They're dead. You can't make fun of them anymore. They're gone. Like, they literally do not have a team anymore. That doesn't mean they can't come to CPL sooner or later. Well, the, what their ownership group decides we're shutting the doors on the soccer be like, oh, here's our new basketball team. What basketball team? <laughs> they just shut the doors on that too? No, they just started the basketball team like two weeks ago. It hasn't shut It was like, up. soccer's gone. Basketball team. It's like, oh. I mean, the Raptors, like, I get it. I can't wait till they have a cricket team. All right, um, I don't know. Your kind, high? There was no high for me. I expected more out of them. Yeah, but you... I take the hype out of consideration. Consideration of who? You? No, you were saying the, the hype at the beginning of the season, which, granted, there was a lot of hype with them in Pacific. Of course. I don't know. They're, for me, it's a tough one, especially with the East Coast. Like, and I know they pumped, the CPL pumped the East Coast heavily. Um, it's your own backyard. It's a little easier, right? Correct. Of course. But I can kind of see where you're going. I, I mean, know. overall, based on the hype, they definitely didn't live up to it. Nope. No. But they showed that... Uh, they couldn't be. Well, they can't, it's not going to take much for them to be part of the correct. There's a couple tweaks that need to happen here and there. A couple formation changes. I'm going to tell you one thing: be aware of the next season. All right. So let's jump over to, as Jeff Paulus likes to refer, that team from Hamilton. <laughs> and that's it. Forge <laughs> FC. Um, who wants to kick this one off? Well, congrats first of all for making history. Uh, that's the obvious high. 
and also representing uh, hashtag forever first. Yeah, and representing Canada at, um, on an international level, and <clears throat> damn near taking out Olympia. That's uh, quite a feat as well. Yeah. So, very uh, great season. Um, but uh, should they have been in that position? Again, that's a conversation that lots of people have been having. Yeah, but that's a team that nobody expected. They gelled. They came together. There was something that clicked behind the scenes nobody saw with this team that brought Forge not only as a team, but even their supporters groups. Like, they were all, it was all for one. Yeah, they were. Yeah. It was all for one. Yeah. That's the city of Hamilton. Like they I all bought like. in from minute one. Like, yeah. they were all in from the minute that it happened. That's it. Was in. That's, yeah. the, that's just what people are like out there, I feel like. Uh, that's, that's Steel Town. Yeah, I mean, really, what great year. They went CONCACAF, uh, knocked out the Guatemalan team, and then went to Honduras, and they got the result they needed here. But then when they played against their full squad in Honduras, against it's Olympia, they didn't. Olympia was going to be a quality team, tough for them to be, especially in an empty, even if it was in an empty stadium in Honduras. But they did Canada proud. 100%. Borges emerged as the best player in the league. He was... Different Hold class. Up. Different class. There, there was talks of him coming out and actually being a, a key player. Yeah. And everyone was like, watch this kid. And but he gave me the reason why. They, he did give us a reason why, but it, it was weird because there were reservations behind this player. And you're like, eh. Yeah. Like, he's good. Everyone's saying he's good, but how good is this kid going to be? And Well, we'll find out when he signs somewhere because even uh, today we were reading an article. Bobby Smirniotis doesn't think he... Has played his last game, but he knows that uh, he's a hot commodity right now in the yeah. transfer market. So, well, transfer market, especially in the CPL, he's gonna go. He's gonna going to want to go to a team that is producing, yeah, he's <laughs> or is a team so, that can produce. Thing, and this is where it comes into play: is that the cap is staying the same next year? A little bit of money now, a little bit more money, and who's not gonna jump ship, right? So, yeah, Borges. I think that he may have played his last game in the CPL. He was quality. Becker was class. David Edgar stepping in after um, Emery Welshman left, and I thought that was how do you make that transition from losing an attacking player as good as Welshman to getting a David Edgar who hadn't played meaningful minutes in years. Correct. But David Edgar to me was one of these standouts in the finals. David Edgar in the back was a vacuum. Wouldn't let anything away from him. Not, wouldn't give up anything. They really he showed was... the dominance all year, just like Cavalry did. A couple more slip ups in Cavalry. Yeah. That's all they had. That caused that separation because what the, I think the difference was all year long was a difference of seven points, if I'm not mistaken. One point like in the fall season, I believe. Uh, and then in the spring was a little bit more. I can't yeah, remember it was like it was four or five. But yeah. I feel like um, they were, it was those games against teams like we had mentioned where some of the highlights for these, not little teams, but the teams kind of towards the, the back half of the pack was the games against uh, Eddie's, games against uh, yeah. Halifax, games against... Um, Valor that they dropped points. Uh, Cavalry had their fair share of you know draws and stuff like that too, but yeah. um, just a few more for Forge, and I feel like they could be a force again next year. Yeah, um, it looks like they're probably going to be yeah. much of the same year they were this year, so not much different um, quality from them. I would say overall a success, uh, being one of the founders of the league. Yeah, um, going out and winning the finals. You're forever first. You will forever be the team that won the league in the first year. But Getting it done when it mattered. So I think the only thing that they wouldn't enjoy, per se, maybe not a negative, but I think they would have liked that fall season. 
because they were in control so. of it for most of it. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then they, but they had Liverpool did at the end and exactly. Yeah, it was a, a couple, couple of little slip ups, right? Sour notes yeah. for them, but, but maybe that's overall. what pumped them up for the finals. Yeah. They were like, we wanted it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they took it. Yeah. Well, let's go all the way over to that right coast there, the East Coasters. I had the pleasure of. Visiting Halifax this year for one of the games. And he didn't bring me back a lobster roll, so we're still $38. I don't care. Put it in a sandwich bag and hide it for three days. I'll <laughs> eat it after. It's $40 sandwich, so it's this big. It's ridiculous. You know how gross that would be? You'd agree. You'd probably still eat it, though. I would eat it. <laughs> That's another video. So next time, if anybody wants to send Harry a lobster roll, no matter, even if you throw it in your bag, he will I'm eat it. I'm salivating right now. Think about it. I don't even care. That mayo is just all turned. Seven hours on a plane in your carry-on, bring it to Harry. He will eat your soggy lobster roll. When this video hits 10,000 likes, Harry will that eat far. the... Uh, I will eat your roll. They're like cater pots. <laughs> they last. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, goodness. Um, I, yeah, so from Halifax standpoint, the grounds, the community, you wake up in the morning to go get a coffee and people are hanging banners up and there's pictures of players everywhere and the entire community, downtown, Halifax has embraced them. Yeah. They're, the atmosphere was incredible. The stadium was great. It is sea cans cut open. So it doesn't look as cool in person as it does on TV. I'll give you that much. That's the one negative I'll give them about their stadium. But the quality of the people, the fans, um, the players, Everything underperformed. off the field was absolutely the fantastic. Best. If not the highest of, of quality in the league. Uh, I believe to rearrange your schedules for youth soccer so kids could come out every single game. Uh, there was, was the mayor called out and a, said that nobody has to work. Tomorrow. Nobody has like, to work. Like that is an unbelievable soccer city. And the East Coast, my goodness, when they get a second team, I'm excited for that that, uh, that derby. Unreal. Holy cow! Imagine to see like a Moncton and a Halifax probably would be unreal. But uh, on the field highs, obviously, as far as results go, not very many. But the fact that how many games did they lose at home? I believe they only lost one at home. Their home record was, uh, I don't have the exact number, but they were very good at home. Cavalry was, I think, the only team to beat them at home. Yeah. And they were, and they just, it's a fortress. That's a, the legitimate, the true nature of that term is when your pitch is a fortress, nobody can go in and take points from you. Halifax proved that, and their fans definitely did it. So the kitchen, the Wanderers, the supporters groups, the privateers, you guys did it. This they did great. So I'll give you that. On the field, I, I expected, so we'll see, we talked about this in the past, Jan Michael Williams, I expected him to be the keeper in the league, to be honest. He should have been one of he the top keepers in the league. Not. He was even, a sleeper. He was not even in the conversation. Well, Stop eating lobster rolls. That's why. For, for players to go, for players like Inga and... and it's almost like Murphy's, well not Murphy's law, but it's it's like the law of gravity, what goes up must come down, right? Because you got like Newton's law of players. So we had James who did really well that we didn't expect, and Ingham did really well that we didn't expect, but who's coming down? And unfortunately, uh, it, he was such a, a highly touted player and also such an important part of that team that if they got a little bit more maybe out of that position, they would have maybe stolen a few more games. Because you look at Carducci and... and James and Ingham, they they stole games. I think this yeah, season Henry for the as well for Henry. Henry, Henry. Into that role. oh, he got snubbed. We won't get into it. Yeah. Uh, I think he he was. Uh, Here's one argument. What I will say is, people were making the argument about the clean sheets and that he ended up with nine. Yeah. Two of those came in the final. Stats, oh, should only reflect 
in regular season. But it only Obu has doesn't reflect. But it doesn't change anything because he was well, still leading into the. He was yeah, still leading into it, right? Suppose, but, so they counted the. But it nothing changed, and they shouldn't have counted. By the way, there's no golden boot in this league. It's a f- statue. Um, Sorry. Um, but really, I would say for me, success and all on the pitch, definitely not. Off the pitch, a little bit of success definitely. in the Canadian Championship. That's true. Yeah, they, they did advance did, to the second did. round. Right, they did have right. a crazy, holy cow! That series against Ottawa, you could put, chalk it up as a negative because they blew. Uh, they had their. They had that. They game. had that, and then that they, was their game. They left it right at the end, but I feel like uh, there was a lot of pro- positives in that too. That was a great yeah, series. That was that's unbelievable. True. That was probably the biggest roller coaster for them that season. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say. As a whole, because their success off the field was so great, I would say that theirs was what, a positive year as well. Yeah. yeah, maybe not the best, you know, in the building behind closed doors, but I, I think the standings the were really reflective of where each of these teams are. I think there was yeah, a, no a true team. upper echelon with Cavalry and Forge. I think Pacific, uh, Eddies, and and York just needed to get their their balance of play right, and there was good games for them and bad. They needed a bit of consistency and then uh, Halifax and 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 Valor need to improve for next season but for a first season I don't think there's any losers here really like yeah we said unsuccessful season for Valor but at the end of the day they're still around you know financially the league is in a stable position which a lot of people didn't predict they yeah. said this is done after this year yeah. what do you guys get invested in these teams for and these yeah. players and I think this is a uh, Somebody had to jump in with yeah. two feet. Somebody had to. Like it's been so long since Canada's had a league, and every time there's a league that does pop up, it falls apart so fast. And it's just I don't know if it's just people that don't believe in it anymore, or just didn't have faith that it, yeah. that it moved forward, and they just checked it out and they said, "Let's pull well, up." I think it was the fact is that what really helped this year was MediaPro coming up and saying Canada's one of the greatest nations in the world. The economy is one of the best. How is your football team? But how so do you garbage? not have a professional <laughs> soccer league? Your Correct. country is built by immigrants. It's built on immigrants. How do you not have a pro national league? So then they threw in, stepped up big, 10-year contract. A lot of those big that companies too was. that maybe were from uh, out of Canada, like Volkswagen and, and some of them, they saw the potential here. So I feel like as, as outsiders, this is just a... a common denominator of everybody's national football team you need to have a pro league and uh you know i feel like if they've got uh, a pro league out and you know all all around the world cyprus has a pro league yeah. all that stuff like why yeah. do we not have one in canada and exactly. i think to you know you critique the, the 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 layout you critique the trophies the format it, it all could be improved upon but for our first season i'd say that's a pretty damn good first season yeah, I would. I would say, as an overall, was a massive success. They put players on the map yeah. that never got to look. Um, we're now we're becoming part of the conversations in the North American soccer community. But one thing that I will say that fans need to be realistic about is that we're still an absolute nobody when it comes to soccer. That is true. Nobody. Do you think the European leagues even know that Canada has a league yet? No. no. There are players are starting. They're taking the steps to head in the right direction, but it's still nothing. But Ten years from now, that conversation will change. Correct. And I think another big thing, and we've always discussed this, is the fact that 
Canada, you know, like we know there is a league here. We need to actually band together as a country, as your own city, get out there and support. The tickets are cheap. It's a fun environment. You're watching something different than hockey. I think it really... Uh, I'm just seen it both, both looked over here and you said... Well, That's why I didn't look over there. Yeah. It's starting to get to that point, though. I feel like, you know, I'm going around Calgary and maybe other places and I'm noticing that people are wearing cavalry kits. Yeah. And there's little kids with cavalry kits on where before you saw them with Real Madrid and stuff like that. And there's still going to be that fandom for Europe. But now if you have a team closer to home, a team you can actually go out and uh, cheer for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without having to spend countless dollars flying to Europe and going to your favorite stadiums, you could still support that league and those teams. But to have something in your backyard is is unbelievable. Incredible. You know what? Speaking about having something in your backyard, I know we this is not on the paper. I don't need to talk about this. But if there's one, make it three cities in Canada that deserves a team. Rapid response. What do you? Who do? Who do you believe they are? Vancouver deserves a good team. Uh, Saskatchewan. Are you saying the white caps I'm saying the Whitecaps have not served the community as well as they could have. Okay, um, no, no, that's cool. I uh, Saskatoon or Regina, one of the two. I think the people of the Prairies have made themselves very. Uh, they've, made it's, they've made it clear that they want a team. I mean, we saw it at the finals. There's yellow smoke and and banners. Holy and cow! They've been mad since day one that they haven't been a, in, yeah. a, a founding member of this league. And when they get one, whew, and if they ever get two, oh boy, watch out! That's that'd gonna be, be a, like be crazy we're talking right like now. Turkey, like Istanbul derby level of yeah. intensity. Players and <laughs> yeah. fire everywhere. Crazy uh, Saskabushes everywhere. Yeah, and I'll I'll throw out there that I wish there'd be one out in Newfoundland. I feel like uh, the Newfies would really get behind a team. Uh, I don't know if that's ever in the works about St. John. Or... I mean, if there's, there's like, in the distance, there's a, they're in yeah. part of the conversation, but they're a distance. I feel like to get a, an East Coast derby yeah, like that would be people in Newfoundland to put a team together? Well, I'm not oh, saying put it out. in Moncton could, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, okay. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying put it out in Happy Valley people. Goose Bay. I'm saying put it out, <laughs> put it out somewhere with uh, one of the urban centers. No, I hear you. St. John's. St. John's. So who would you pick Flames. I believe Vancouver deserves a team. Vancouver definitely deserves a team. Um, and then I'm going to look. I'm going to go Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. If Saskatchewan got a team, it'd be crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'd want to see more watermelon helmets. They get behind their else? teams. Their, their lacrosse team that they got from Edmonton, that thing is... Uh, like a, a religion of itself out there, and and there, you saw it with the Winter Heritage Classic that they just had. I think if they get a team, they will be absolutely diehard. They just want a sport, a pro sport. Um, yeah, I would go with somewhere in Saskatchewan. Quebec needs one right away. That's true. Uh, Quebec, that's that's a big piece of the puzzle right there. Yeah, it's a big one to not have one in that that market because that's a big soccer market. And that's an OG, like, European-style market. They're going to be... Throwing baguettes at people. They'll be, they'll be winning. I think they'll be coming to the gates hot. Quebec will be the force to reckon with. I think they're... they're I when they join this league, not if, when, I think they'll, they'll pull out Vegas. I think they'll go all the way to the final. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, I mean, all of the... Kind of shift and all the awards were given out. Um, rightfully so. I don't think any surprises there. I don't think we really need to go that into depth with it. 
I know Harry doesn't like the statues themselves. I think they got that nice Canadiana, the whole... It's something unique to Canada. Canada. Can I ask you that something? Don't you think you would take the trophy, the final trophy, and tie that in with everything else you're giving away for your awards? The plate? The plate, the microwave, microwave dish. Plate. <laughs> my, my grandmother's freaking plate that she used to make cake on and hooked us up with. Like, come on. You know what? I, I was a big critic of it. I saw it lifted at Atco Field. It actually looked decent, but I think it's a bit boring. And I think you're right. It would have been nice to tie it into that Canadiana of the... Uh, yeah. 100%. The awards. Right? Like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's it's weird. Like, it was like, like last minute and they walked into like Stokes. And they were like, I like that plate. And let's go get a gold batter, put it in the middle. Engrave thing. Yeah. things. <laughs> it's cool and all, but it's not Canadian cool. enough. I don't think it is. I think it was... It la- the, that's get a the cup. One. I want to see people drink yeah. out of that. Yeah, exactly. They needed a trophy. It needed a, something to tie into the Canadian side of things and... Like if you're, if you're playing, it's not too if you're playing a different it's not league, it's a different. Yeah. Your your tool change. They're, I think, to they're going to. Uh, I think they're going to look at that and say, okay, maybe. I don't think they're going to revamp it. I don't see a revamp on that trophy at all. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think it, I think it, I think there is talks about it because it was things didn't work out as planned, to my understanding. But who knows? And hopefully they do change it because the plate is like a <laughs> the Canadian championship. You win a plate. You win a plate in a, like a community shield. So yeah, you got the I was winner, just about to say. Like if you get the winner of the Canadian Premier League and the winner of the Canadian Championship, is there and a- they play a game at the beginning of the year to kick off everything, and that's where you give a plate. You win a league. You win a tur- You win a final. You get a cup. I know it's that's a tangent. A- is that in the works? That'd be kind of cool to have a the- Canadian. No, shield. I don't think. But it, I, I think I'd like that. Or cool. like the that's, winner that of the. That could be the well, Canadian. Well, I was just about to say. And we'll just it. give that trophy to that, and then you're good with the. Yeah, see, we've just. We fixed your CPL, problem. CPL. That'll created. be nine ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> Canada soccer. Canada soccer business. Nine ninety nine, or you could probably buy them in bulk at Costco. Plate, <laughs> microwave plate. Um, but. Uh, I would say overall, as a whole, the league was fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, little hiccups here and there, but that's to be expected. Yeah, the league obviously sometimes flying up to see their pants because year one, how do you know what you're doing? So some things not as good as others. Yeah. But overall, the experiences were great. The trophies, they had a good message to them. The cup itself was lacking. <laughs> um, how was the awards? The actual ceremony was there. One that you attended. It was in Toronto. Okay, so none of us went. <laughs> so nobody, yeah, there was a few people that attended, and I think it was just quick. It was nothing too, too crazy. Uh, the U-Sport draft was held in Montreal. I think I found out. Why would you hold, hold those things on one weekend together? That would make sense. Like You're traveling to Montreal. Road, yeah. Oh, and then two weeks later, or a week later. Also, I'm, I know I'm a little bit biased here. Shout out to Moel Gendor. Mount Royal represented in uh, the draft. I know he's a former product of Tommy anyway. Everyone's like, why did they draft him if he's already... I, I watched him when they actually played Calvary at Mount Royal, the men's team. He doesn't, I don't think he's going to be that far off. I think he might be a little Easton Angaro kind of out of nowhere, but yeah. uh, I got to rep my, my blue heart. So uh, Yeah, I mean, and yeah, for Mo, that's, I think for him it was a big, it's a great opportunity for him to come and shine. And he's shown it. He's got that bit of finesse. He plays a nice bit of football. Now he's just got to prove it at that next level. Now. Yeah, he changed Mount Royal's uh, season from, from last year to this year. There's been a big jump, and credit to Ryan Jackie and them. And uh, Again, that ties into what I discussed with uh, how great Calgarians have become at football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anything else here you want to add to that? CFN fans, I have a question for you. Question asked these same guys, uh, Simon and I asked Dylan. 
Who do you believe deserves a team? And what city does it have to be in the next two years? I want to hear it out. So yeah, next two. Me. Oh, I would have changed my answers. But you know what? Fairness, I think... Uh, you can't change your answers. Well, no, it's fine. I feel like... Uh, keep it realistic as well. Because I see a lot of people online that are going nuts about expansions. This team is... This league isn't going to be a 20-team league anytime soon. No. This Give team it 10 had, more we ha- We'd rather take stability and yeah, slow longevity motion. slow motion better than no motion over uh, rushing out teams and I think that's why we ended up with the number that we did and uh, yeah. I think uh, there's been a lot of shouts and uh, well we saw the commissioner himself say that there's a couple teams in the works and uh, one that's ready and, so. there's, and there's in the one that they've said is ready there's public there's been information that's been yeah. released publicly uh, yeah. you know Fraser Valley is very close yeah. Quebec Laval very close Moncton is in the conversation. Have you seen that logo for Quebec? Why are you stealing people's answers? That, we asked them. They're going to tell us. No, I'm just saying those are the ones that... Like, you asked who you wanted. Yeah. But these are the ones that are everyone's talking. Like, Saskatchewan. Yeah. But it's still, like... Toss it just makes sense. Saskatoon. Almost. It almost... I would say easier in Mosaic and Regina. But other people think it would be easier in Saskatoon. So, I don't know. That's a tough one to say. At the Huskies. Well, yeah. I don't know. Leave us your comments. We want to hear it. If there's anything else you'd like to hear from us on our next episode that we'll throw up there, let us know as well. And since that's then I guess we're back talking about some of the European stuff next time. So uh, we'll probably we'll try to get back on these regular. Two United guys. fans and a Dortmund fan. Isn't European football fun? We're definitely happy with our team. We're so happy with the performance of our teams. He was Bill was making fun of us because our 17-year-olds today, <laughs> Manchester United, lost to a team from Kazakhstan. Oh. They're a bunch of sheep farmers. And maybe he does. It's all right. Ali G was there. I saw him. Hear me now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, really, I don't. I don't know what else there is to add overall, other than Canadian Championship was a great success. It was nice to see Montreal Impact also beat um, Toronto FC. We're not biased against TFC at all. No, we don't like them. Uh, oh, <laughs> what? Nevertheless, still exists. That's Harry's thoughts on nonetheless. I'm sure uh, as the rosters get announced too, and there's more transfer gossip. Because right now, if we were to estimate, we'd be you know shooting blanks out into outer space. So yeah, it's really on that note. <laughs> on that note, this stash hopefully is gone by next episode, or it's starting to look like a stash. But I guess November ends tomorrow. So so I guess that's as good as it's gonna get ever. <laughs> But on that note, thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, share, leave us your comments. And our camera guy just messed up.